The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything, from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATEABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. This episode of Datable is brought to you by Scoot. Shared electric scooters you can ride anywhere in San Francisco. Datable listeners get a special deal, $10 for three hours of scooting. Sign up at scoot.co forward slash dateable or use the code HOTDATE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Datable, a show that opens up a candid conversation about dating in San Francisco. 
I wish you guys could see Michael right now because we can see him on video and he looks like out of that the queen Don't the queen video, right? Yes. What was yeah. it, what's yes. it called? Um it's like Galileo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is that song called? What is From that Wayne's song? World. From Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. How come I can't think of the name? Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. It's really dark in there. I know. It's, like, it's like Michael moved to San Diego to live in a dungeon. But anyway, that was Michael Vargas. And the uh, the smart ass that you just heard was my co-pilot, UA. On each episode, we dissect a dating story. And today, I believe we have Marissa. Marissa. Hey, girl. Marissa came to us with a topic, and I don't know what it is. What What is your dating topic? So I thought... You know, as I've gotten older, this has been something that has come up more and more, and that's meeting men who have kids, oh. single men with kids. I mean, when I was a few years younger, that would have been a total deal breaker, right? Like, right. no way, that's too much baggage. But now, I'm more open to this kind of situation, and I didn't think I ever would be. Yeah, isn't it funny how everything is relevant to your life stage? At what point do you remember you start looking at rings on people's fingers? Uh, guys do that all the time. Really? Guys do that? But does it affect your oh, actions, though? Well, hell yeah, because if you have a ring on the finger, then we don't care as much. It yeah. used to be that no one was married, like everyone was single or in yeah, a relationship, yeah. and now it's like, oh, most likely they're going to have a ring on their so, finger. So, Mar Marissa, was there a, a, a particular situation that had you uh, change your perspective? Well, you know, I was on one of the dating apps. I don't remember which one, but one of the many that I'm on. This guy, you know, he was my age, so he was like 32, really attractive. And we got starting talking or whatever. And then he said, well, what's your opinion on kids? And then I was like, uh. They're great. Oh, no. I, I don't know what my opinion is, but I wanted to go. But he got me into this point where I was like, I want to go on a date with this yeah. guy. Who knows? I guess I'll be open to giving it a shot. Did he have pictures of his kids? He didn't have pictures of his kids. He didn't say that he had a kid or anything. He just kind of. No asked the question and then I figured well he probably has kids if he's asking me on a dating app how I feel about kids it's not like do you want to have them with me that would be creepy weird so I said you know I'm you know I'm I don't have any of my own but I like some but I'm and he said would you be open to dating someone okay, who had so a kid yeah and I said you know sh sure I'm open I'm open to it I'm open to meeting the right person if they have a kid then that's fine I, as being a 32 year old woman it's pretty normal that maybe a guy who's in his 30s would have a kid from a previous relationship right but does the age of the kid matter well definitely but i mean this kid was like nine years old that's like a real that's like a real well, person that's a real kid um we ended up going on a date we went on three dates oh okay the first date i realized that he was talking about his kid and he was a you could tell he was like a really good dad and to me that made him way more attractive where I was like oh mm. I kind of like that he has a kid because now I know that he's a good dad yeah. right. that's like taking a right. huge mystery out of yeah. it right it's true. I do think I find dads really hot when they're pushing that stroller ah. I think it's so hot <laughs> it's my own fetish <laughs> 
Don't judge me for my fetish. We finally found a fetish for you. Oh yeah, dads. Dads pushing strollers. I it's think it's so your hard. life stage too, because I don't know about you, but in my 20s, like you were saying, I would never have been open to it back then. I felt the same way, even yeah, no someone way. that was married before. But mm -hmm. I feel like now yeah. I'm starting to be open to it. I'm also in my 30s, so it's like, you're in a different life stage. Like, did you think dads were hot when you were 22? Fuck no, I thought exactly. they were creepy. Exactly. Creepy ass people. <laughs> you guys know, I just came back from Europe and where I was at, it was like a, a countryside of the UK. I was on Tinder and it seemed like 90% of the guys on Tinder were single parents because they don't really, they don't really believe in the whole like marriage then kids. There's no chronological order of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So a lot of them just have kids with um, someone they were with for a long time and then they're no longer with them. It's the Euro way. It is a Euro way. Yeah. And then I, you know, then it's like not so taboo to be a single parent because there's so much co-parenting going on. Yeah. Opened up my eyes to being like, okay, so maybe I could co-parent with someone you know, in that capacity. But then on my way back on the plane, I watched a movie with um, uh, Will Ferrell. I think it's called Daddy's Home or whatever. And it's like him being a stepfather and he like- He's like, we're going off the Will Ferrell movie now. <laughs> <laughs> Such a hard time being a step-parent because their kids really are devoted to their own father. Yep. Right. So like, how do you deal with that? When you have yes. a nine-year-old kid that you're like, okay, I could potentially be your stepmom, but when you're nine years old, you've already said mommy to your real mommy. Right. Also, when you're, there's a nine-year-old, they're going to be teenagers soon. Like they're going to be little brats. Like they're, yeah. they're going to be assholes yeah. and they're not going to like you. Yeah. So I take it this net, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you ever meet the kid? No. So this guy had pretty strict rules about him dating. Yeah. So he was, he said, I would only introduce him to someone I'm really serious about dating. Which is good. I think that sounds like responsible dad. Yeah. And he said that he had already been in a relationship for five or six years before, oh, and the kid got attached to uh, the yeah. woman, mm -hmm. and it was harder on the kid. The breakup was harder on the kid than it was on the guy himself yeah. because he, this kid grew up with this woman. How, how old was the kid when they got a divorce? They were never married. They were never married. Okay. It was a whoops, got pregnant type situation. Whenever you have kids, there's way more possibility that there's so messiness. Messiness. I think this goes back on what we were saying earlier, because I imagine at 40 years old, kids already grown up. But yeah. if you if they if she met that kid at a younger age, like two, then that's a whole nother story. Literally. I remember um, for me, when I had that switch, uh, for the longest time, I never thought that I could ever uh, be with someone who has a kid. And there was a girl that I was seeing for a while and I was, I very much enjoyed her and I would have, and she had a kid. We met her, yeah? Yes. Okay. That only scenario I would have said, yes, I could see myself being a potential father for a child that's not mine, but I don't think, I think it really depends also on like how much you care about the person or how, how well that relationship is. Like if you really genuinely care about that person, then you're going to be open up to so much more than someone that you, you're just kind of okay with. But at what point did you A, know she had a kid and B, meet the kid? Because it takes a while to get okay. to know someone. I never met the kid because uh, we had interesting circumstances of distance. So I never met the kid because we knew it was never going to be a relationship that lasted long. 
But if it was something that could last long, I know that I was, I was open and willing to give it a chance because of how much I enjoyed her. So in theory, you can say you're open, but then, and I'm not, again, every situation's different, but it is extra baggage. Yeah. You don't really know until you're fully in it. Like in your situation, Michael, you never even met the kids. So I don't know if that would have changed if things progressed. But how is that different yeah. than like marrying someone or being in a relationship with someone who has like diabetes or like really bad in-laws right it's like the I mean, same sort of bag there's let's, let's be careful of comparing kids and diabetes <laughs> but, but uh, I, I get what your extra things that we have to work with that's how sensitive i am when it comes to kids <laughs> well that's the point there's always something but i guess to the point where it's made it's a little more than the average sometimes but life's always going to throw you curveballs yeah so. well i think the main baggage is that you're going to have to deal with that child's mother or father yes. on the other end. It's not like a regular ex. Right. This ex is here to stay. Yeah. They're going to be hanging out with you. They're going to be up in your business. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, no one wants to see their current boyfriend or girlfriend's ex. That's a very good point. That's the good ex point. is here to stay. And they have to get along. They yeah. have to... It's just... Well, it takes a village, guys. It takes a village. <laughs> Maybe you're just building your village. What are your thoughts on... Because I feel like another reason why we might be more open to it is because divorce rates are so high now, right? Like, the back in the day, mm -hmm. people got married. Mm -hmm. They didn't get divorced. Once you were taken, you were taken. And it's not even just the idea of divorce. It's the idea of what the idea of a family and how it's being reshapened. I'm not sure if that's a word, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. It's not, you don't have to get married and have kids now. Right. It's not a man and a woman, 2.3 kids in a house and a white picket fence. Like that's no longer the idea of what a family can be. There are people who are together 20, 30, 40 years of the rest of their lives and never get married. Right. But they're still very much in love and together. So UA, do you think that you would be down for the Euro situation? So this is the thing. I think I want a family at this point. Okay, I think I want a family, which does involve a kid or two of some sort, not just a dog. Uh -huh. So I would rather have, I would rather date someone who has a kid versus someone who doesn't want kids, period. Oh, right? I 100% agree with right? you there, yeah. So I almost feel like, well, I'd rather make it work with a kid that's already there versus someone who's like, adamant like I don't want kids at all but I don't think to your point Marissa I don't think I need to be married in order to be in a family with a kid would you ever um just choose to be a single mom like adopt or get a donor do you want a kid or do you want a family there's a huge yeah, difference between the two so I the, that's one of the reasons why I haven't really thought about freezing my eggs because I'm like it's not for the point of having kids of my own it's for the right. point of having a family mm -hmm. and maybe that family doesn't involve kids of my own this is an interesting perspective because we've been talking about Marissa dating men and primarily I mean we did talk a little bit of Michael dating women but I met this woman that was probably like 28, 29, so fairly young, super pretty, peppy, everything, but she had two children and she and was not separated from the husband. So on the market, single. And she expressed how difficult dating was, like how men just wanted nothing to do with this situation. Well, I could see that and probably Michael might have more of uh, insight into this, but it's hard enough to get men to be serious 
when you're not connected to a child, right. let alone then you're like, you and I have a kid that you have to take care of. They automatically assume it's going to be super serious, super fast. I would but that's a fucking great filter system. You know, like you're filtering out the people who are not in it for the right reasons. But yes and no. I mean, I guess we talked Michael's obviously someone that is a more sensitive guy. That's amazing. That would be I'm a manly man. <laughs> No, but I was saying, like, you are, like, there are men that are not as introspective as you, Michael. Yeah, and can, let's, tell us about, you're obviously, a, you know, a good guy, you're going to respect a woman, you like her, her for who she is, but I'm sure that you have a lot of dude friends who aren't like that. Like, on average, what would you say about your, about the dudes you know? I would say there's a couple things. One is... I actually know a few guys about who dated um, women with kids and a lot of guys are worried about it, A, because they know that they're going to get attached to the kid and they're not sure what's going to happen afterwards. So that's one thing. Another bunch of guys, I think as a man, they're supposed to be the provider. So now not only are they going to provide for a woman, but they're already, now they're going to provide for a kid who isn't theirs, yep. right? And so they don't want to take on the responsibility. Also, genetically speaking, Men, I mean, this is the idea of evolution and aspect of it, but men want to pass on their genes, right? So if, if their genes are kind of already, if they're taking care of another person's genes, that's going to hurt their chances of taking care of their own genes. So I just thought of something, and I actually like this story literally like makes me tear up because it makes me so like proud of this person. But I have this guy in my circle of friends that I found out he had a kid when I first met him, he's like 40. So he's a little older. Um, but it turns out it isn't actually his biological child. Wow. So he was married to a woman. The woman was not what, for whatever reason, wasn't fit to raise a child. So he ended up legally adopting the girl. That's very admirable. I know. When I found that out, I was like, I mean, I thought he was a great guy to begin with, but like the respect just like went through the roof. And it also shows how our idea of a family is definitely changing through these modern times. It's not just the man, woman, child. It could be a whole group of people who are involved and it may not even be your biological child, but you could develop feelings for right. that person with that child. So I think, you know, in the end, it's based on your own personal preference. Would you be okay dating someone with kids? How do you feel about kids in general? It does come with baggage, but personally, I think if I met a guy with kids, if he continued to see me, he was serious about me. Yep. There would be no game playing. No. There would be none There's of no like, time for game right? Yeah. There wouldn't be none of that questioning and trying to read his mind. You also have to know pretty quickly, like early on, if it's going to be right or not. You're not yeah. going to like fuck That's around, same, right? Yeah. Exactly. Though, right? I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming the, the guy you met was more mature. I feel like it makes you grow up like yeah. instantly. So the maturity level of someone with a child is probably going to be a lot more than like a 28 year old that's bar hopping every night. And Definitely because he didn't know good bars. That was true. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were out of the scene. I think that's like a really important point is the, the lifestyle where yeah. you're trying to live a particular lifestyle and this person has to focus on other things. Mm -hmm. The girl that I was um, seeing at the time, I mean, she wanted to, she was young when she had her kid. She was 23 and she wanted to go 
and enjoy her life. And she also wanted to be an excellent mom. Mm -hmm. And so that's such a difficult scenario that I give all single parents credit for. They have the hardest job on this planet, period. And I mean, I think too, if you are dating someone with a child, like you in a way need to expect that you're not always going to be the first priority. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's interesting because my, well, granted, okay, my, uh, my parents are divorced and my stepdad, granted, I'm an adult, so is my sister, so my mother doesn't have that, I mean, we're still her children, but he says that he should be the number one priority to my mom, not the kids, that the partner is always the number one. Oh. Probably depends on what age they are though, right? Like if they're like, if it's like a three-year-old kid. That's true, it's they're empty nesters. One of the things my dad would say was, listen to, to my mom is, listen, in 18 years, those kids are out of the house. They're gonna be gone. It's gonna be you and me. So yes, it's going to be us versus them. And so we need to continually pick us versus them the entire time. Has to be an us or them mentality. <laughs> no, but I like that. I like that because it's like, no, we are the unit. We have to stick together. Yeah. We have to prioritize yeah. our yeah. our hmm. us being together, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. Was that, you know, the kid because kids are gonna pull you apart. They're gonna try to push the boundaries and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I just think uh, going back to what I said earlier, if you're early into a relationship then, you know, I don't think you, you should not be a priority. But if it's a real relationship, then I think that's something that's different. Agreed. But I guess it's almost like how open should you be when entering into a relationship with someone with a kid to really embracing that kid into your life? Are you supposed to just say, I'm committed to him and this kid? I don't know, because sometimes the child might not want that. Right. Like if they really feel like their mom is someone else and it's not you, then you're becoming invasive almost i think and i think it's up to the parents to help find that balance because if it is to that point then maybe they could just be a good friend basically it's just to each his own i think it's <laughs> that's just, the point yeah that's that really takeaway. is the point that really is a takeaway some people can't even have kids and it'd be awesome to date someone with a kid already right so whatever your situation is you just have to find something that's comfortable for you any last takeaways before we go on to question of the day yeah, make sure everyone get a kid. It's the best filter you have for a real relationship. I have an announcement that if you are a dad with a dad bod, that UA would like to meet you. <laughs> but you got to look really good pushing a stroller, and your kid has to be young enough to be in a stroller. Um, <laughs> where's he? So, question of the day. Okay, this, que this question comes from Ben, who says... I've, I have proposed to someone in my life and that proposal didn't work out. And now I'm in a serious relationship where I'm thinking about proposing again to this woman. Not again, but in, in terms of like to proposing to this person. Should I disclose to, the, to her that I have proposed to someone before? I feel like it's a little strange that you don't already know that. Don't you think if you're going to propose at this point? Is this something that should be disclosed though? It, I think that it should be disclosed that was he engaged or not at all? He said the proposal didn't work out. I'm guessing that maybe there was a short engagement of some sort. Or she said no. Or she said no. no. That would be really weird. Like, who says no? I've it said happened. I've said no to a proposal. What? Yes. And I can I can I can guarantee you that my ex did not disclose to his current wife that he had proposed to someone before. But you know, there was a ring, there was a proposal, there was everything. Oh 
in that circumstance, if he had disclosed that to his current wife, does it enhance the situation? Does it help the situation? I mean, is it necessary? I think that I would want to know. I think that if I ended up marrying a guy and then after we were married, I found out, oh, he actually was engaged before and he yeah. didn't disclose that. You would want to know, really? Why though? It feels. Wait, yeah. How come? How come? I feel like it's like important information. It's a. It's like you were engaged before. Like you almost married someone. What does that change or affect? Right. It's almost like hi a secret. Yeah, like the information was hidden. But even if you did know that, what what would that change? Like, what would be the difference? Like, I'm 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 trying to wonder. I I understand the idea of a secret, but for this. Uh-huh. What, what way would it really help? It doesn't help. It's just that you're not keeping something from someone. I think it's, it's um, if you decide to propose to a woman, that's a major, that's like you're almost married, right? The fact that the person that you're with already had that like moment with someone else is, that's like, I'm not the first person you got on one knee and and like asked to be with for their, your whole life like that's a big deal but would that change your view on him no i don't think so and that's why i asked why does it hurt to tell it because if you're in love with someone and you're gonna marry them anyways hearing about their past in that sense isn't gonna just all of a sudden derail everything that's been going on i think that so. it would be fine if it was disclosed before you were in the same situation but if you thought that you were the first person you guys were having this moment together for the first time you get married and then later you're, he's like oh actually i was already engaged before it would, just, it would kind of feel yeah. like less of a connect i don't know it just that's what i'm hearing is like it, it it just sounds like it would burden more than it would help i don't agree with i feel like if you don't disclose it it feels like you guys weren't being open and honest with each other like yes that's the part that's bothersome to me i but, don't i feel like hiding it's weird but Why? should a guy tell you how many girls he slept with i don't want to know what i was gonna ask no, no, that's I don't different know that. than that major milestone it's way different because that's supposed to happen one time if you were engaged to someone or proposed to them that means that that person was a pretty big part of your life right. it wasn't just like one person you slept with or whatnot and i think that it feels like you're missing something this person's been hiding something from you. If it never came up in conversation, like if I never directly asked him if he's been engaged before and it just never came up, I don't really want to know. I just, something I don't really want to know. But if it came up in conversation, have you been engaged before? Have you proposed to someone before? Then if he, you know, then it comes up, then it comes up. But well, why would that ever come up? You would never. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It'll never come up. So yeah, I don't but ever then need you're to know. Admitting it. If he or she is actively hiding it, that's one thing. But I don't think that that's something that needs to be brought up because I don't think that helps the relationship. I have a friend who's been engaged like five times. And that's something like, what if you got married to a woman and she's yeah. like, oh, later you find out she's been engaged five times. Like, a girl's episode that's like that a great, that's Michael, like the- Michael, how would you feel about that? As long as I know that I'm with this girl, then that doesn't really matter. Like, I know she's what? mine. What do I care about her past? But that's the thing. It's like, what do I care about her past when I'm with her present? I don't even ask how many people, the people that I'm seeing, how many they slept with. 
doesn't I do anything for me. Like, know either. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Because what, what the hell does that matter? I'm different from who I was three years ago, five years ago, who I am today has, is not who I was. Right. And same thing with her. And that's what I want to focus on is who is this person with me today? But I also think that our opinion about not disclosing sexual past is very much a San Francisco or New York or big city thing because guaranteed in other parts of the country, they would say, yes, you need to know your, I need to really? know your sexual past. You think I so? think so. Well, I, I mean, I think it's more of like an urban thing well, that you're- We've all slept in the <laughs> Four people in their lives, so there's nothing to hide. If you're she was like, "Are you double digits or triple digits?" <laughs> Just give me a ballpark, eighty to five hundred. Right. No, I I completely agree with that because there are some cultures and religions that are very uh, particular about those things. But yeah. I think those are separate than the norm. Well, listeners at home, we love to hear your opinion. What do you think? If so someone did not answer this guy's question. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Um, it's a split decision. Two of us think that you shouldn't disclose it unless if it comes up in conversation, don't actively try which to hide it. Or wish it never will. Or um, the other side is just tell her. Say, disclose everything before you propose. Uh, so don't forget, folks, that you can submit your stories and we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to have you as guests and you can always be anonymous. We'd like to protect the innocent and everyone around them. And you uh, say my two favorite words, please. Marry me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay dateable. Scoot has a fleet of 400 electric scoots, plus 10 adorable electric mini cars called quads. Quads are great for two people. Dads can buckle up their kids in the back and drop them off on a play date before picking you up. They have a range of over 30 miles and can crisscross the city all day, getting you from your Golden Gate Park stroll to dinner no problem. Quads are just $6 per half hour and dateable listeners get a special $10 sign up when you use the code HOTDATE or visit scoot.co forward slash dateable. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com. Mm-hmm.